Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Monday, September 26th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Perian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is National Chimichanga Day. Are you a fan of chimichangas? I've, you know what? I'm okay with chimichangas. I really am. It's, it's okay. It's, it's not something I order on a regular basis, but I can, I can get behind a chimichanga. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a massive chimichanga fan. Um, Honestly, any type of Hispanic food, I am a fan. I don't think I've ever had a Hispanic food where I'm like, no, I don't enjoy that. I am a massive chimichanga fan. That's what Emily gets a lot at um, El, uh, it's not El Top, Taqueria Tapatillos in Villa Rica next to the watering hole. She gets their chimichanga a lot. It's fantastic. I love it. And I'm sitting here trying to think if there's any type of Hispanic Mexican food that I don't like, and I haven't come up with any they're all pretty amazing yeah they're all they're all essentially the same ingredient even, so honestly even yeah. the desserts and i know you don't care about them but even the desserts are really good too so yeah the well they have like fried ice cream and stuff if i've got a fried uh i know i've had some fried bananas before that were really good um I, and i know they have a like it's almost like oh, what's the thing called it's like fried tortillas with like uh, cinnamon and syrup on top with yeah. ice cream on it yeah. yeah, I forget what that dish is called, but it's really good. Uh, today is also National Pancake Day. I mean, chimichangas and pancakes. I mean, you got everything covered right there. Let's go. Pancakes are bomb. You ever met anybody that doesn't like pancakes? Uh, yeah, believe it or not. Did you punch yeah. them right in the face? Like I should have. Uh, you know, pancakes are great. The the only difference is, you know, I'm a huge waffle person, so waffles are superior in my opinion to pancakes, but just because you put pockets of syrup. Yeah, I'll ride with you on that one. Yeah. But I love some pancakes. Yeah, I think I think waffles are also better than pancakes. Like Belgian waffles are better than pancakes, but I, I don't dislike pancakes. Waffles right. are a superior breakfast food for sure. I a thousand percent agree with you. But yeah, I mean pancakes. I, I like um I like blueberry or strawberry pancakes. Take a little little fresh fruit and put it in there. Oh yeah. man. It's like a little it's like a little treat when you get halfway through the pancake when you cut open a a, a fruit and you get the fruit and pancake mixture with if you have any whipped cream on top and syrup oh it's fantastic man it's so great pairs pairs fantastically with a little cup of grits and some bacon that's that's a breakfast of champions right there uh billy good news over the weekend braves take two out of the three against the fills over the weekend uh, and they tie the series 2-2 it was a four game series started on thursday so they take two out of three to move even uh on the four game series against the fills game one braves fall nine to one Rex Grossman with the lone RBI. Uh, Odorizzi. <laughs> Odorizzi continues not to do good, but whatever. Just eat innings and start and no. I guess sort of play no. a role. I'm done. I'm done with him. I, there's no role for him. If you're going to continue to give up eight 
freaking runs in four innings pitched? No, done. Bye. I'd like, rather see Bryce Elder there, honestly. No joke. Like, what are no. we doing? We're a freaking championship baseball team, and we're, we're throwing out Jake Odorizzi. This is embarrassing. Who's pitched terribly. I mean, Odorizzi has, has pitched awful. Over, what has he been doing? Losing. I, seriously, it's been awful. Yeah. I mean, he's, let's see, since since being acquired for uh, to Atlanta, he has had, I mean, that's going to be like close to a five and a half ERA, I think, since he's coming over. Right. Yeah. He's got a five. Oh, wait. Here's his ERA. He had a he had a five point two six in uh, August, and in September he has a nine point four nine. So I think that's going to be somewhere somewhere between five and a half and six, I'd assume, because I've, of the amount of innings. Five nine seven. He's got a five nine seven ERA in Atlanta. A thirty seven innings pitched. He's given up in thirty seven innings. Thirty seven and two thirds innings. He's given up forty seven hits, twenty six runs, twenty five earned. Given up eight runs, 14 walks, one intentional, and only had 33 strikeouts. Good lord. His whip is 1.619. That's that's horrible. Him and Matt Olson, man. What are we doing? That's awful. That's terrible. We had that the bad thing about that is like Matt Olson, we have to get him going. Like we don't have an option. We have an option B, but it's it's not a good option B, you know? We have a massive amount of pitching that we could bring in for Odorizzi, and I don't understand why he keeps getting starts. Like, I seriously do not understand it. Is it is it just eating innings? I don't, I don't know. Do you just go out there every fifth day and, oh, we're going to lose because Odorizzi's pitching and we got to keep healthy arms for the playoffs? I, I don't know what Snit's thinking rolling him out there every fifth day. Dude, I, I have no idea. And it's Give me Bryce Elder. Give me oh. Bryce Elder. Uh, game two, Braves win six to three. Contreras and Harris both with two RBIs apiece. Dan's Bay and Grissom with a single RBI apiece. And Kyle Wright becomes the first 20 game winner in the MLB, I believe, with five and a third innings pitched, giving up two earned runs and six Ks. I think he's the first Brave to get 20 wins since Mike Hampton. Is that what I read correctly? Yep. Mike Hampton. Mike Hampton. Had 20 wins for the Braves. That's amazing. I, I, all I remember Mike Hampton for is being injured all the freaking time. Um, I, I completely forgot he won 20 games with the Braves. <laughs> yeah, Matt Olson uh, since beginning since the beginning of September has a 117 batting average, 209 on base. Wait for this: a whopping 182 slugging percentage with oh, a geez. with a even bigger whopping 391 OPS. Oh man, yeah, that's um, he's got that's nine not good. Doubles, one bomb, and I, I don't know what's going on with him. Um, me too. That's, that's awful. That's that's atrocious. Can we can we get Freddie back? Is it too late. Is it too, yeah. too late to get Freddie back? Uh, in game three yesterday, in a rain, they had a rain delay plus an extra innings game. So that game took about seventeen and a half hours, I think, to complete. Game three, Braves win eight to seven and in eleven innings. Dan's Bay with three RBIs. Harris, Darno, Olson, and Acuna all with one RBI. And Charlie Morton does Charlie Morton things. Four and two thirds, six inning or six earned runs, and four Ks. Braves are still a game and a half back of the Mets. Some bad news over the weekend, though. Spencer Strider on the 15-day IL won't pitch again 
until the postseason. We were just talking about Odorizzi, who has not been a great starter, and then you lose one of your best starters on the season for the rest of the regular season, uh, which is a shame because he was going to be a mighty, mighty cornerstone of that rotation uh, going into the Mets series. I was really hoping we were going to see uh, him and Morton, or excuse me, him, Kyle Wright, and Freed pitching that Mets series, but we will we will definitely not see Strider as he has done for the regular season. And Strider had a, a uh, oblique injury? Yeah, towards butt. Oh, God. That's a uh, pitcher. No, no. And it's not good for the way I feel like he pitches, you know? Right. I, I, I feel like his stride and everything. I, I, I don't know, man. That's Everything seems to be falling apart <laughs> right here at the end for the Braves, unfortunately. Uh, with, with Odorizzi, um, with, with Matt Olson going to the slump, Strider getting hurt, uh, Ozzy breaking his pinky, like... I don't know, man. I I don't have a I don't have a good vibes. We're only a game and a half back of the Mets, so honestly, we could sit here next Monday and I could be singing a completely different tune because of the way we swept the Mets or something. But yeah, right now, just I'm not nervous, I'm not scared, but right now I'm just a little uneasy about the Braves. So yesterday was a really good day for Atlanta sports because it was indeed. The Falcons beat the Seahawks 27-23. They go up to Seattle and get their first win of the season. Cordero Patterson had a 2021 flashback game, had 153 all-purpose yards and a tud, and he looked phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, Arthur Smith seemed to get the message that everyone wants to see more of Kyle Pitts because they forced it to him. They gave him eight, five receptions, 87 yards, and he looked a lot better. But, I mean, that's what you should expect from Kyle Pitts. Um Falcons defense, which was largely and don't break most of the afternoon, stood up tall on the last few drives, getting their first sacks of the day and intercepting Geno Smith in the game. I don't care how we got the first win, just get a win. And we got it against a team that I think we're better than, honestly. And uh, that's how it, how it ended up, Bryce. But we got to win. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think we both said on Friday that we both expected the Falcons to come away um, with a win out of this game. And the Falcons are, you know, I don't want to say they're definitely better than the Seahawks. I, I believe they're a little bit better of a team than the Seahawks, uh, just from up and down the roster. Uh, and they came away with a win on the road in a very tough place to play, man. It's not easy to go up to Seattle and play, despite Geno Smith being the quarterback up there and the Seahawks sort of being in rebuild mode. Uh, that stadium's still going to be loud. And they, they, looked, they looked good enough yesterday to get the win, and that's all that really matters, honestly. Uh, you know, we were sitting there when it was 27 to 23, uh, and all I heard from all the Falcons fans on Facebook, and even my wife was sitting there watching it. Oh, we're gonna lose. We're gonna find a way to lose this. We're gonna find a way to lose this. And I was, I was like, man, I was like, I don't think so. I was like, something feels different about this game. Uh, you know, it's they've done it all season. They did it against the Saints. They found a way to lose it. Uh, they came back against the Rams, fell a little bit short, but the Falcons seem to hold on to this one. So good job getting their first win. I don't know how many of those you're going to get this year. I'm a big believer in what the Falcons have building towards the future, um, but it's going to be a it's going to be a tough road this year for the Falcons fans. I think we're getting like 75 million in cap space for next year. So if we can get like wow, a, if we can get like a top five draft pick going into this year, I the way that Arthur Smith is rebuilding this this team and this mentality, I think I think it might be okay, honestly. There's a nice young core. And A.J. Terrell yesterday looked a lot better 
uh, after starting the season off not too fantastically. Uh, he did look a lot better yesterday. Now, granted, it was against the Seahawks offense, who has not been terribly great. But, hey, you play against the opponent that is put in front of you, and A.J. Terrell took care of business yesterday. So congratulations to the Falcons on their first win of the season. Billy, UGA beats Kent State on Saturday. But Good it was day. anything but what we thought it was going to be. 39-22. to uh, I didn't see this coming at all out of, out of uh, UGA. That was, a, it was quite a surprising game. And at one point, I believe UGA was only up by like two points. And then they were down at one point, I think. And it was it was weird, man. Kent State hung on a lot longer than I thought they were going to. They came in at halftime. Uh, and that defense did a lot better in the second half, only allowing nine points. Um, but UGA, they, they struggled. Uh, but relied on a, a mighty, mighty rushing attack from the number one's tight end. UGA relied on the number one tight end in the country to lead their rushing attack. It was odd. They only got two carries. Brock Bowers, he had two carries with two rushing touchdowns for 77 yards. Uh, he ended up with 137 all-purpose yards. But is there anything this young man can't do? I mean, he is probably the best tight end in the country. And not only are they asking him to catch five balls for 60 yards, they're also asking him to carry the ball for a two and a 77 yards and two tuds. This kid is a freak of nature, man. He's only a sophomore, too. Yeah, he's he's a very special athlete, and he will be a top you know, five athlete, I think. So, oh, goodness gracious. Um, that's something to look forward to, honestly, is seeing he's going to progress. He's got another – this is – his true sophomore year he's got another year with georgia but after that i'm kind of interested to see how many people will throw <laughs> a franchise at him um the nfl come come next week or come next i, I think he's gonna be a kyle pitts type guy coming out you know i think he's gonna be a top 10 pick because this this kid is insanely gifted um but uh, but Stetson Bennett went 27 for 36, 272 yards, no tuds, one interception. Not the greatest of game from Stetson Bennett. In, in a weird time to have it. I don't know if they just overlooked Kent State. Uh, I'm not really sure, and we'll get to the reason here in a second as to why I didn't watch this game. Uh, the sophomore Lad McConkie seems to be Stetson's favorite wide receiver as he caught six passes for 65 yards and was targeted close to 10 times. Wasn't a great showing from UGA's defense, giving up more games than this, giving up more points in this game than they've given up the entire season. They did keep Kent State to under 300 yards and 100 yards of rushing total, so that is something nice to see. Uh, Georgia did go over 500 all-purpose yards on offense, 272 in passing, and 257 on the ground. Billy, the reason I didn't watch this game: Why the hell is the number one team in the country playing on SEC Plus? That's a good question. That's a that is good question. <laughs> Ridiculous, dude. The number one team in the country should always be on national television. Always. And there weren't like, it wasn't like there was a slew of fantastic games going on when UGA was playing Kent State. I mean, it, I don't I don't understand why UGA was on SEC Plus. That's stupid. There's no reason they should be on it. They need to figure that out. They need to figure that out, especially next year with all the TV rights and everything switching up. So, yeah, I didn't get to watch any of this game. I got to watch some of the highlights of it. Uh, but I, I didn't know what SEC Plus was. I couldn't find it. I'm sure it was on ESPN Plus, but I hate fooling with that app because it's terrible. Um, so, yeah, I got to watch uh, I got to watch the highlights. UGA, the number one team in the country, should always be on national television. 
Price, uh, real quick before we get to the Marine South scoreboard, you know that Harrelson County faced North Murray on Friday, correct? Indeed, I do. Yes. Bad McConkey actually went to North Murray. Oh, I didn't. That's cool. There you go. Oh, neat. Big, now, big, now you know. Scoreboard. Let's get to it. Uh, Friday night, uh, Friday night football. We had Bowden beat Temple 55-27. TJ Harvison. Harvison rushed for 195 yards and four tuds. McNeil was six of eight for passing for 139 yards and rushed for 37 yards and got ejected. So he will. Be- yeah, and we're still not 100% sure on that. What? That, yeah, so we are not. I was listening to some stuff over the weekend. We got, we're going to have to get Coach Rich Finley to clarify on this. From his understanding, he was never ejected in the game. He was advised from the officials that he needs to be pulled out of the game. So they pulled him out of the game. But he was never, from what I understand, from what Coach Rich Finley understands, he was never ejected from the game. So I don't know if that's changed over Saturday and Sunday. Um, Yeah, the same thing happened with Coach Corey Nix. Coach Corey Nix actually wasn't ejected either. But his team got two, what, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties or something. And that is when Coach Corey... So Coach Corey Nix, from what I understand, didn't do anything to deserve the ejection. But because his team got two, whatever it was, excessive celebration or or unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, uh, Coach Nix had to leave. So we'll be able to clear that up hopefully on Wednesday. But yeah, from my understanding, from what I've heard over the weekend, uh, McNeil did not get ejected and he will be eligible to play this weekend at St. Francis uh, and Coach Nix got ejected because there were two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties on his team so I guess in Georgia High School you have to get, you have to eject the head coach for that I don't know if that comes with a one game ban I have no idea we'll figure that out maybe on Wednesday when we talk to the coaches so a lot to unwrap from this game today and on Wednesday when we talk to Coach Finley and Coach Nix Bowden was up 34-0 early in the second half, and then Tampa's Cam Vaughn decided that he was going to show out. Uh, GHSA's leading rusher ran for 234 yards, giving him over 1,000 rushing yards on the season, 1,166. He's an absolute stud. Beast. Bowden beats Temple 55-27. Freeman beats Ridgeland 37-6. It led halftime 31-6. Just... Let's keep going. Carrollton beats Hillgrove 56-28. Bryce Hicks rushed for 174 yards and three tuts on 14 carries. Julian Lewis was 17 of 31, passing for 288, 283, and four tuts. He was intercepted twice, though. That's the only negative. Uh, Carrollton's defense forced five turnovers. Carrollton County falls to North Murray 40-29. to Her County beats Clarkston in a game that Bryce called on Friday 57-14. Mount Zion beats Mount Zion beats Jasper County. Monticello County. 21 to 21 nothing. Listen, if you can't figure out what your school is called and you can't agree out, we're gonna call it the wrong name. We might call it the wrong name anyways, but especially if you can't figure out what your name's called, Jasper County, Monticello, we're gonna go with Monticello County. Uh, we're gonna call it wrong on purpose. Figure out what your name is. Erica beats Banneker 44 to 23. Uh the final you sure that's what max preps had i didn't think that was right no hold on yeah 
I didn't think that was right. That's what Max Preps had. I thought Villarica got up into the 50s. No, they, they got 44. Um, but I don't think they got 23. Oh. Uh, let me check here. Yeah, you know Max Preps, man. That, for some reason, I, they're... Was 44. They had a wrong score last week, and now I don't remember who it was. Um, 423. My bad. Yeah. Uh, here, let me see. Uh, yeah, yeah, 4423. Imagine that. All right. Yeah, I, I thought we did something differently, so my bad. Uh, my, my mind is shot after Friday. <laughs> a long weekend. Uh, on Saturday uh, in softball, Bowden beat Harrelson County one to nothing, and then in volleyball, Carrollton falls to St. Pius X, Lasseter, and Legion Collegiate Academy two nothing. That beat Lakeside two to one and Galloway two to nothing. On the Stumpet Games and Events calendar for today, Armouche in softball heads to Temple at five thirty, and Cartersville is at Villarica at five fifty-five. Billy, you need another cup of coffee this morning, man. Do I ever? Let's do it. It's a way to start the Monday off with another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. I believe my mom will be calling you quite shortly. She has gotten everything moved out of her house and is ready to get rid of the Douglasville homestead that uh, I lived in for eight, ten years, something like that. So she is uh, she's ready to get rid of that, and Hannah Strawn will be helping her get rid of that house. And after going down to her county this weekend, I might be looking for a house down there as well because I absolutely... <laughs> Love the community, the team, the coaches, everything. It was an awesome time down there. Uh, the NFLPA wants to review uh, wants the review of a concussion protocol after Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungle-Vailoa's quick return to the game. Billy, did you see Tua get up, fall down, get up, fall down, get up, and then fall down again while trying to get the, back to the huddle? Oh, I missed that one. Sorry. It, it was one of the weirdest things, man. He got sacked, and the sack wasn't bad. The hit wasn't bad. He fell back. He hit the back of his head. Tua got up, stumbled, fell down, got up again, stumbled around, fell down, and then got up again, and a couple of his linemen ran over there to try to help him, like, stand up, and then fell down again, and the trainer's, like, sprinting onto the field, like, well, stay down, stay down, stay down, and then he came back. There's no way that that young man wasn't concussed. He came back within, like, two series and started playing again, so a little fishy, but the Miami Dolphins get a win, and they're undefeated. They beat the Bills, man. Uh, U.S. women's basketball team scored 145 points in a route of South Korea, breaking the FIBA world record. The USA has the best women's sports in the entire world. I'll just go ahead and say that. We are number one. Everybody else is playing for number two. Basketball, soccer, whatever the team sport is you can think of, we are the best. And we showed it right here why we're the best. Men. Yep. Offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey slams headset tablet after the Buffalo Bills dropped first game against the Miami Dolphins. Ken Dorsey went absolutely insane in the booth, slamming a tablet, headset, uh, this three-ring binder, papers, everything. And I don't blame him. I'd do the exact same thing because the Buffalo Bills looked horrendous. They ended the half with a stupid fake spike that didn't fool anybody. Uh, and then they ended the game with horrible clock management when they should have ran out of bounds. They didn't run out of bounds. They pulled a Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they, they went down, tried to go down, spiked the ball. There wasn't enough time left, and they couldn't attempt a game-winning field goal. I don't blame Ken Dorsey. I would have done the exact same thing. Georgia Tech has fired Jeff Collins as its football coach, according to Ken uh, of the Yeah, him. Of the AJC, the Georgia Tech Athletic Association Board, has a special meeting slated for Monday today, uh, this afternoon, 
at which point the university is expected to make the firing official. Now, I've also heard rumors that they are going to fire the athletic director. Yeah, Todd Stansberry may be out as well. Um, it sucks. I like Todd a lot. I've I listened. He calls in to um, 680 The Fan a good bit to talk about Georgia Tech athletics, and he's he's a Georgia Tech guy through and through. He went to Georgia Tech, played at Georgia Tech. Um, I don't know. I don't know why he's getting fired, but it is really Yeah, cool. I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I really don't follow Georgia Tech anything, so I don't know. Yeah, why would they fire their AD just because their football team sucks? Maybe. No reason. I don't know. I don't know who they hire. Like that's not a that's not a destination job. You know, like who are they going to go after? I, I just I don't know. That just that seems like a, a crappy place to go coach. Like I would not. I, I don't envy anybody going to Georgia Tech to try to coach. You have to deal with Georgia, who's the number one team uh, perpetually in the nation, who's recruiting at a high slate. Plus, you have to deal with all the academic requirements those students have i don't i don't envy a coach that goes to georgia Tech at all can you imagine if urban meyer came <laughs> no there's there's no way that's people are talking about deon sanders deon sanders is not going to go coach at georgia tech guys let me go ahead and oh, boast oh. first wait a second all of your bubbles wait a second how great would that be though coming back to it'd be fantastic time. but it's not going to happen we're not living in fantasy land he's not going to coach coming back it's just like it's like urban meyer going to nebraska it's not going to happen oh my god that would be awesome i know it would it would, and I would love to walk out of this room right now and have a million dollars sitting on my floor, but it's not going to happen, guys. It's not going to happen. Just keep imagining it. Uh, and today in 1993, French Williams driver Alan Prost finished his second in the Portuguese Grand Prix at the Estoril to clinch his fourth F1 World Drivers Championship. After the race, Prost announces his retirement at the end of the season. Alan Prost is one of my top F1 drivers of all time. Also, Billy, something I didn't put on the sheet, but I just got reminded of. Did you see LeBron on Twitter asking if he had any uh, football eligibility left in college while watching the Ohio State-Wisconsin game this weekend? Oh. <laughs> he tweeted out. He goes, what's the rule? He goes, I know I don't have any basketball eligibility left in college. What's the rule on football eligibility? Do I have any more years left that I can go play college football for the Buckeyes? <laughs> if Buckeyes keep doing Kate Stover. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that team looked really good. Really, really good Saturday night. You got anything else to add today, man? Nope, buddy, I don't. All right, let's get out of here. For Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Sparling. Don't forget to follow us on all social media. Share the podcast if you like it. Share the podcast if you don't like it. If you don't like it, uh, sound off. Tell us why we're stupid. Uh, we know we are, so let us know. But we will see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors. <laughs>